So, welcome everybody to the third episode of the um, Warhammered podcast, where we will be talking about the Eldar. Uh, I'm Parker, and I'm joined by Jonas. Hey, everybody. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the Eldar. Um, Jonas, what do you know about the Eldar? All I know is that they're, space, they're elves in space. I mean, you're not half wrong. So, so, who are the Eldar? Now, the Eldar were once the masters of the universe. Their, their web... <laughs> yeah. Their webway gates allowed for instant travel between systems. Their ships sailed the solar winds and the galaxy actually knew peace for a while. This all changed when the birth of Slanesh and the scattering of Eldar ruined this. They now live as disparate groups, chasing different threads of fate in the hopes of delaying their extinction. So, one of the things I mentioned there is the webway. The webway is this uh, big part of who the Eldar are, because they're you know they're elves, they're sneaky little fuckers. They travel everywhere. You know, like every time humanity wants to do something, all of a sudden the elves are just like, "Buenos dias, fuckboy. We've been hiding here for the past two months because some fucking." Farseer foresaw it, you know? You know, no, no, there's a thing about elves in general. Not the ones from like Warhammer, but the elves themselves. Oh, Dramas. Yeah. Elves themselves, <laughs> they're just like so smart. And I'm not saying, and I mean that in the most sarcastic way ever, because they're smart people. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so the Eldar created this sort of peaceful time for the galaxy. They, from what I remember from the lore, they were not particularly allied with the ancient human empire, but they sort of were cooperated with each other and stayed out of each other's way. And they in turn ended up kind of destroying a lot of the other threats to the galaxy because they advanced their technology and their psychic power to such an extent that nothing could really stop them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that greatly helped them in this is they built this thing called the they had this thing called the webway. Now, imagine the galaxy is um, your as a city, right? There's like all these different places to get to, and whatever. And you know, there's alleys and side streets and whatever. Your webway is sort of like a highway. It's a straight shot. It cuts through. You can get from point A to point B so much faster if you're using the highway. So they did that in a way that the entire universe, the entire galaxy was linked together so you could almost instantaneously travel across it. Like you so could... Basically, so what? basically with what the Elder did, they just made like a highway. Too. Sort of. It, 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 it wasn't even limited to just them only being able to use it. Like their ships can go through it. There, you could move planets through it if you wanted to. Um, so they they created the and the important thing about it too is the the webway the way it was built is it, ex, it exists between the warp and real space. Mm-hmm. So in the Eldar times, they never had to deal with chaos. They were super safe from it because they never had to even use warp travel. They just chill, use the fucking webway, and they're gone, you know? 
So, I mean, so this is what they look like. Um, the guy on the right, as he, he's a farseer, and they have this interesting breed of like space cats that follows them around, and like I want a space cat. Yeah, it helps them like amplify their technology. And then the guy on the left is like an auroch. He's <laughs> he's the he's like the non-farseer leader of an Eldar group. They're like usually the best fighter or best warrior or something or like something close to a general. Yeah. So they okay, so, so, uh, sorry, go. So basically the space cap makes your tech go faster. So instead of getting a new SSD I could just get a space cap. <laughs> Go for it, dude. Amplify your psychic ability. So see through walls. Yeah, the the Eldar had this like um, massive space empire for several thousand years. I'm not mistaken. Um, they themselves also live very differently from humans. They look very human-like, except for the pointy ears. But um, their psychic ability is much stronger than a human. Uh, like with humans, right? Um, uh-huh. It's every few thousand, like one in every million, is a psyker. I think is the 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 figure they give. Whereas with Eldar, literally every single one of them is a psyker. It's just that some are more powerful than others. You know, just like with ancient Rome, when things got peaceful, um, eventually uh, debauchery and laziness set in. So how did they mess up? Basically, they gave birth to, as I mentioned before, they gave birth to a chaos god, Slanesh. And isn't, I remember you telling me, they just partied so hard. Exactly. They fucking partied so hard that... Oh, I, I have a thing here. So how did they screw up? Well, they say that idle hands are the devil's plaything. And this is especially true for the Eldar. Because of the advancement of their technology and the peace their empire had, the Eldar grew bored. This allowed for depravity and obsession to creep in and poison their society. The psychic energies released, hint, hint, wink, wink, rolled around... We all know where that is. (laughs) Rolled around... Sorry, go. It's like, they don't want to, like, touch each other physically but they have like psychic powers so they do it like without even moving <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine you're an Eldar and you just come home <laughs> come home from work and then your wife is like honey can we can we do it tonight it's like hello how it's like can we can we do it mentally this time psychically it's like oh sure it's <laughs> <laughs> so weird it's like Never mind, we're gonna go on a tangent again, Jesus. So, over the course of, like, thousands of years, all of this, like, depravity and unbridled pleasure um, gets put into the warp, right? Because the energy of that psychic release. So, eventually, it kind of, like, that energy rolled around until it coalesced into the chaos god Slanesh, the god of pleasure and excess. Man, like, going on a, going, going here, because I think we're just going to be on a tangent, man. We're just going on tangents, because this is just funny. It, it, make, it does not make it, wait, in lore-wise, it's amazing. 
but like in like in like you know normal perception it's so fucking bonk it's <laughs> like basically basically what happened what what you're describing to me it's basically they're the they, the horny the horny of the elves if i could say it like a podcast no let's change that the frisky the the, the mental friskiness of the elves <laughs> condensed into a cup you know how popular that sounds yeah. So it's like it's it, it's it's just like the thing in like Greek mythology where 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 Zeus cut off like Uranus's balls. Yeah. And it fell to the sea and boom, Aphrodite was like, what the hell? It's it's kind of like that. Uh, dude, I mean it's it's like it's like imagine if fucking Bill Clinton was like banging an intern and then he accidentally pressed the nuclear button like like how often would it be that something that bad could come out of, like, people banging. Uh, the Elder are interesting, because, like, their name for Slanesh is She Who Thirsts. So, oh God. Slanesh ripped and tore a massive hole in reality that, oh that centered on basically where the, um, as you can see, this is kind of like an interpretation of it. It ripped this giant tear in reality that was the epicenter of which was where the Eldar Empire's capital, like, core worlds were. Used uh, to be, you mean? Yeah, used to be. So it ended up with, you had some planets that were just blasted apart into nothingness, you had some that um, were basically, were thrown into the warp, and they stay there. Uh, I think they're called crone worlds, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, uh, I'll pull up this map. Yeah, as you can see, like, so the Eye of Terror, which is what they now call the uh, the okay. massive terror in, in in reality, that's where like the Eldar home planets used to be. Used to be. <laughs> so yeah, um, what happened, and because of that, a lot of their planets were destroyed or pulled into the warp and instantly corrupted, and billions maybe even trillions of eldar were murdered in like seconds you know uh but wow. several of them survived i forgot oh, to man. like mention this before before so uh before we get into how they were survived they survived the origins of the eldar so do you think the eldar evolved naturally uh, are you asking me like from like an rpg stance or like in general, I'm not asking you where they put their fucking stat points. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, do you think they're hu like humans? Like, of intelligence. <laughs> like, do you think they're like humans that crawled out of like primordial soup, or do you think? I think since we're talking about elves, I'm gonna I'm gonna like base it on my topic of Lord of the Rings. They basically <laughs> just came. They just appeared out of nowhere from a ship in the middle of nowhere. Oh, elves. <laughs> nope, not at all. So, you remember the Necrons from, like, uh, from before? Yeah, those, um, things that live on the ground and shit, and they're, like, you know, they're technically zombie necromancer people. Yeah, the ones that killed their gods and turned them into Pokemon, Pokeballs, and they li have, like, living metal oh, yeah. skin, these guys. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was this thing called the War in Heaven. Because the two oldest races in the um, universe were the Necrons and 
They're called the old ones. Oh, this is like the Cthulhu levels and stuff. They look kind of like frogs. Here, here. This is like kind of what they look like. They, they were this almost immortal sentient race, right? But one of their key things is that they're not really meant for violence. There's a few of them. They kind of have super advanced technology, but they're not really fighters. How they fought was that they would genetically engineer other races to fight for them. So two of those races that came out of that still exist today. One of those is the Krorks. They're, imagine orcs, but with like human level intelligence. Oh, so, you mean, I was going to say something so bad. So, so they were, imagine orcs, except they were bigger, tougher, and smart enough to build their own like fully functional power armor. Like some of the depictions looks very like Gundam-ish. Like th he looks like a Zaku right there, honestly, with oh, that depiction. Like but, oh man, speaking, but speaking the, of Gundam, the yeah. new Gundam games almost out. Oh god, so check those out. Yeah, so the old ones created the Krorks to fight the Necrons. And mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to go too far into a tangent, but one of the funny things about Orcs is that the more they die, the, they get dumber with every generation. So one of the theories is that like the Krorks just fought themselves and like brawled amongst themselves until they beat the smart out of each other. Like they beat themselves stupid. Man, it's just like plunging your head into <laughs> And then eventually, uh, the other race was the Eldar. So the Orcs were able to fight the Necrons because of just like physical power and numbers, right? But the Eldar were able to win because of superior technology and psychic ability. So they pushed the Necrons out. So that's how the Eldar got their start. Like they're for some for a group of people that are super like for for a race that is super in tune with nature and super like in touch with like the fabric of the galaxy. They have a super unnatural start when you think about it. They're the Literally, like, uh, they're like the pit bulls. They were, they were a pit bull from, for another race, race's fight. <laughs> now, you may be wondering, how did they survive? You know, the literal birth of a fucking god. Well, I wonder how. Like, I mean, like, if your energy, like, human energy, or let's just look at it, the nuclear energy explodes and burns like the god of nuclear ship or nuclear bombs or whatever i'm pretty sure your chances of survival are zero dude not even the not even the eldar gods survived slanesh okay, that's not so screwed up yeah slanesh <laughs> yeah slanesh killed several of their gods in one-on-one -on -one combat well because they were also like depraved fucking you know people they'd also kind of stopped worshiping some of them so, uh, Slanesh killed several when she emerged, or and then she also fractured a bunch. So the the LR also have this sort of like Pokeball kind of god thing going on. Uh, like they can summon they can summon certain fragments of their of their gods to fight for them, and I think there's only like two that are 
still alive. One's in hiding, one is a prisoner. <laughs> that, that doesn't make every, that doesn't make a, that doesn't make me feel any better for the Eldar. Do bad. So, there's four groups that of Eldar that survive, what they call the Fall. So you have the Craftworld Eldar, who, who built these ginormous fucking ships, as you can see here. These are ships that are pretty much the size of planets, almost. The craft world. So, in like the final years of the Eldar Empire, there was like warning signs that um, something bad was going to happen and they should leave. So it's kind of it's kind of like a Noah's Ark situation. Like a lot of them built up a bunch of these in order to flee, and a bunch made it out. Some were destroyed. There's one that is, I think it's called Craftworld Ulfwe. It is famously trapped in the gravitational pull of the Eye of Terror. So it's kind of always orbiting the Eye of Terror and always like constantly under attack from demons. So these Craftworlds are massive constructs of what they call Wraithbone, which is the Eldar building material. Wraithbone is... How do I describe it? It's... They take their psychic... They use their psychic ability to crystallize the energy of the warp. Like... It's so hard to. It's kind of hard and weird to explain, but like. So, so basically, they just call fat energy. Sort of, the the people who make these are called Wraithbone Singers, and it's it's like an extensive. Uh, it's like an extensive kind of, um, almost a ritual, for fucking summoning Wraithbone and shaping it into what you needed to do. Yeah, this guy. He's a Wraithbone singer. Where, uh... Where? Oh, sorry, here. It's on my display. Because I, I didn't add it. But it's, uh... It's... They're like the base builder unit in, uh... In Dawn of War, then. There we go. Oh, that guy. Okay. Mm. You know, he looks like one of those things that you see. Uh, in, 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 in high fantasy games, that's the bad guy. The problem with fucking uh, the Eldar, because with most races, you can kind of just be like, oh, the fancier the hat, the more the important they are. But the Eldar just have. <laughs> but the Eldar all, all have like fucking crazy hats. And then, so the craft world Eldar, they escape, and then they, in order to avoid the the calls of Slanesh and like the the eating of her of your soul they live like a very strict regimented life so like the military sort of very very yeah so basically they can't they really can't do any i mean it's to protect themselves personally yeah i mean they still they still bang but it's like their 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 reproductive cycle like the the rate of eldar birth is so slow because apparently the all of it is super intense. Like the the 
the doing it to make the baby that's such an intense emotional experience for them carrying the baby because the baby doesn't know better so it it's probably like developing its own psychic shit so that's an intense experience and then you know like childbirth itself can be very traumatic so every step of that for the eldar is super dangerous and they're very scared and very careful to make sure that like everything goes well so wow and their free time they're literally they they spend as much of their free the craft world eldar spend so much of their free time just trying to learn or meditate or focus on other stuff so they don't like they don't get horny i think <laughs> they, don't get they don't get horny next you got the exodites so whereas the craft world eldar are kind of like the military type you know like structured rigid life the exodites are like mormons or tribals i guess it's like, no not mormons amish they're like the Amish. Like they've they sequestered themselves from technology. Yeah. So before the voyages of the craft world, some Eldar completely renounced their ge- degenerating society and chose to live pre-industrial and primitive lives. Seen by the tr- craft world and Drakar Eldar and the Drakari as humble and simple folk. They are usually left alone by their peers, but will also usually be defended by them, which is, like, interesting. I think it's... Uh, here's what they look like. So, they don't have access to Wraithbone. They very sensibly, you know, use easier building materials. And they usually don't have access to, like, the kind of tech that Eldar have. So they're basically uh, forest elves, but lower than. I mean, I'd say regular forest elves are like a good bracket to put them in, without the psychic ability, because they still, or with it, and they still they're still very careful about that. It's interesting that like there's cases of both the Drakari, like the Dark Eldar, and the regular Eldar protecting them, because they're just they see them as like, this is. They're a guaranteed source for, for their, like, people to remain, you know? Next you got no, the... I'm oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go, no, no. go, go, go. go. No, no, no. Right, that's fine, that's fine. Next you got the Dark Eldar, or the Drakari. Oh. Oh, my so, favorite race. Uh, we've touched on them a little bit, and I'm, I know you've been playing a bunch of them in fucking Dawn of War, but... Because it's fun, <laughs> it's broken, and it's, it's fucking silly. They are really funny. broken. So the Drakari took a different approach to their brethren, sequestering themselves in the dark city of Kamora, deep within the webway. They continued their depraved practices, only venturing out for raids or fights. So, yeah, as I mentioned before, like they, the party never stopped for them. They still do everything that the old Eldar did, and they just they reduce the feeding on their soul by making someone else suffer. Um, Kamora is interesting because it's. It's this massive city, dark city within the warp, that, for all visual purposes, has no beginning or end. Like, it just has this, like, insane geometry about it. And then they also, somehow inside the warp, found a way to trap a small sun in there to, like, go and light things up. 
or was it a moon? It's one of those. Like they basically just trapped a celestial body in the webway with them. So the Jesus. the Exodites they survived by like leaving a long time ago and like hiding. The craft world survived by like flying the fuck out of there. And the Drakari survived by hiding deep within the webway. And then the final group, and one of the most mysterious, is the Harlequins. Man, that looks so fucking cool. They're a bitch to paint, though. Like, they're really hard to paint, though. Like, just... Man, you need that, like, that, that super small, perfect brush, the one they use for, like, uh... Loan they use for the intricate designs for the for the new unicorn series. Yeah, dude, fucking Gundam. imagine like having to paint all that, like all that different color right next to each other. Fuck that, dude. No, uh, when I I see that, I was like, no, I actually have something to say to you. So why you go to art school then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that type of art student. <laughs> so. The Harlequins. Remember how I mentioned the, the Eldar gods? There is one god that is still free but is in hiding. And he is... Ch- Ch- it's, it's spelled really weird here, but he's basically Shegarath, the laughing god. The one that... Pops. You know when you said that? The, the thing that like popped into my uh, snub niggograph from my fucking Lovecraft. Oh god, yeah. He's basically the la- the clown god, the laughing god. He's terrifying, honestly. That looks so terrifying. Dude, the clowns, man. I do I, I, The clowns. Like, like, that's so terrifying. Like, your god's like that, and you're just like, well. So the Harlequins have this interesting thing where they're servants of the laughing god, Shagarath. Uh, they travel around nomadically in troops of course they're called troops yeah and they they basically have two purposes on one uh, they have three kind of main things they do they actually perform at like eldar events like these certain dances and histories of the eldar race they they have like performances of like the the, the war in heaven or something that they do but then they also fight on the battlefield. They are known for really wanting to fight uh, chaos. Oh no, oh no, that's not the Harlequin I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, I ended up searching like a different Harlequin for like a di- totally different series. Yeah, so as you can see, like, they're known for fighting chaos a lot. Okay, no, they're fighting humans here, but I mean, humans are chaotic. Yeah, well... Ah, uh, here's a good one. Fighting uh, chaos a lot. It means that sometimes even... They'll even help humans, but sometimes they'll also fight humans. Um, I mean... Dibba. They're... Oh, like humans. They're known for, like, having these super acrobatic fighting style that borders on looking like they're dancing. Oh, they're known kind of like yeah like the Eldar are already like wily motherfuckers like you can't they're so hard to hit because they're moving around so fast but then the Harlequins take it to a new level and then they also so they fight they travel 
and they dance. They also protect this thing called the the Black Library. That which sounds cool. It's the secret repository of all knowledge deep within the webway that is guarded by them and Shagarath himself. And there's been very few people that have been given access to there. I think like most Eldar Farsayers can travel to the dark library, the black library for, because it has copies of everything. Nobody really knows, I think, how some of the things in there got there because they even has a lot of stuff related to chaos even first copies of certain chaos like manuals like the i think the very first like chaos bible well i forgot what it's called but the chaos bible that lordar one of them wrote uh one of the primarchs when he fell to chaos they have that uh, humans have been inside like very few times, like two or three long. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned before, um, yeah. So they, they, it's weird. Like, why would you want a bunch of clowns as librarians? That's so weird. Too bad. I, I I'd rather not. It's terrifying. Honestly, one of the. Um, was one of the scariest parts of the Harlequins is I think they also don't speak to like they just yeah they literally speak through dance I think do they like pantomime yeah I think that's how it's described so terrifying that lore may have changed but as far as I remember they don't speak that's creepy so clown clown what's scarier than what's scarier than elf clown elf Oh god. So what do they do? Now, without this is this part's mostly going to focus on the regular Eldar. We'll do a we'll do an episode of itself for the Dark Eldar, which I'm sure you'll like. Of course, I mean, you know the memes. The memes are great. It's like I'm sure I'm pretty sure I, you I want to know about your Dark Eldar, uh, Dark Eldar wife something. Oh god. So god. the Eldar are kind of in an interesting place right now. They're fighting mm-hmm. for survival, and that can mean very different things. Like for some mm-hmm. craft worlds, it's basically them looking for a safe place to settle down or whatever, like a safe safe planets that they could populate. Others, uh, such as, I think these guys are from craft world Eaden or whatever. They follow mm-hmm. the visions of like their farseers. So farseer has a vision that's like, oh, this specific chaos warlord from this uh, warband is going to hurt us really badly. We should fight them before they fight us. Or it's like um, a human general from this planet is going to uh, a human. Imperial Guard General from this planet is going to, um, like, attack one of our craft worlds or something. So we'll go and attack his regiment while they're, like, on a different campaign. So the motives and plots and schemes of the Eldar are too complicated for a human to comprehend sometimes. Because they're just, like, 
they're playing that whole like 6D chess like I see your moves 20 moves from now I need to counteract that or whatever but so it can either help or hinder the Imperium in like really big ways oh god I think there was uh, in Dawn of War 2 if I remember correctly the one of the whole things is like when you start messing with the Eldar at one point what they're doing is they're you find out that the Eldar are getting the orcs riled up for a fight so that the orcs can f- take on these Tyranids that are approaching the system and like slow them down or something um, it's also led to the fact that it's also led to occasions where the Eldar are pretty much the only race alien race that has collaborated with the with the Imperium of Man and sort of had a truce with them at different points because I mean you're not gonna fucking co- get a truce with the orcs <laughs> you're not gonna fucking collab with the t- the fucking Tao they're socialists <laughs> nah that Tao just like why in fact one of the uh biggest collabs that the Eldar did was they helped bring back uh, Reboot Gilliman, Bobby G, the fucking Bobby B, the fucking son of the Emperor that's now the regent of Imperium. Oh, yeah, because it, it fit in their plan, you know? So, where what are they up to now? For once, it's not all gloom and doom for the elves, you know? In the grim darkness of, I think we're now in 42,000. 42k, the elves have actually found hope. A new movement has sprung up upon a new movement has grown among the Eldar. There are whispers of a new god, Yenid, the god of death forming in the warp. Led by the prophet slash vessel of Yenid, Ivrain, she is gathering the Eldar together under her movement in the hopes to unite the Eldar race while also awakening their god. So it's kind of ushered in like a new age of hope for them. So the question, the question is now: How long will the hope last? Well, the other question for me is just like, look, Eldar, you, you, you messed up by creating a god once. Do you really want to make another? Like, come on. She's not fully whole, but this is this is what she looks like. You, you need the god of death. Damn, she's That's like so terrifying, dude. Just like, he's just like, oh my god, what's my mission? Oh, I'm thirsty. Stabs you in the neck, drinks your blood. Because there's a new, there's a new, um, what's it called? There's a new prophecy that when she eventually wakes up for real, she's gonna be the one to kill. She will kill Slanesh and free the Eldar from the the drain that she's been putting on their souls. Um, so they're led by. I mentioned her before, Yvrain, this girl. Mm-hmm. As you can see, I brought out this picture for your enjoyment. Of course, for my enjoyment. So she's. Oh, a, yes. She herself is actually a very super interesting character. She mm-hmm. was an Eldar that came from this uh, smaller craft world. And she. She never really belonged. She was kind of a rebel. So she. Uh, I'll explain okay. more about it later, but she went down what they call the path of the outcast, where 
basically if you're an out a path of the outcast for the Eldar is you you go on vacation like you know you're you're young Eldar you're impulsive you want to go be a pirate or you want to fucking or you want to explore the galaxy or whatever so she went down that and she eventually went so far that she became a dark Eldar for a time she yeah she went went into Kamora and became one of the the witches the gladiator chicks yeah and then as she was she was in a fight where she lost and as she was laying dying like kind of in that space of half dead half alive um you need in like part of you needs essence went into her and she became this new person she was reborn in that Jesus. yeah so now she leads the yanari which is interesting because the Eldar are all about this like kind of strict hierarchy and classification but the Yanari are kind of this more open and diverse group so you'll have Eldar from different craft worlds you'll have Eldar of all these different specializations joining you even have former dark Eldar that by the craft world um, by craft world standards are like too far gone but the 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 Yanari take them on and they're reborn. So basically the Yanari like the neutral or like the former I don't wanna tangle with the Eldar or the Dark Eldar just stay in the middle like the gray zone or something. They're definitely not Dark Eldar. They're not um, yeah they don't do the yeah they don't do the sexy things but their 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 goals are in service of you need and they're trying to like bring about her resurrection and part of that they foresaw was that they needed the Imperium's help that's why they helped they were instrumental in bringing Bobby B back to life Bobby B Bobby man B. he sounds like a rapper like all the memes I see they make him sound like a rapper <laughs> one of the things uh, about the Eldar I think I mentioned before but they have the thing with the spirit stone well, the thing that like prevents them from being too um, stimulated. Is that the word? No, no, no. It's it's um, if if they die, their soul gets oh, yeah, sucked yeah, yeah. into it. And then on their craft worlds, they have this thing called the Infinity Circuit, which they place the Infinity Stones in. And Soul Stone, Infinity Stone is fucking Marvel. I'm an idiot. Soul Stone. Oh God, no. Um, yeah, the Soul Stones, but not Infinity Circuit, and then it's Soul Stones. That's the differentiator there. But the Soul Stone is still like part of Marvel. Oh God. I mean, I'm surprised. Fucking, if Games Workshop comes after me for this, I'm not gonna be surprised. Um, so one thing that the Yanari do differently from regular Eldar. So the when they go into the Infinity Circuit, like of Craft Worlds, and they put the in, the Soul Stones, they basically the soul within gets put in a kind of limbo. It's it's like the Matrix in a way, or it's kind of boring. Like it feels like a dream. Dao. Yeah, like you're in this weird state of between life or death. What the Yanari do, uh, you can see it on this guy here, and then. Uh, 
surprisingly, this anime photo is kind of accurate because it shows a bunch. They wear the soul stones of um, their fallen brethren, and they use that to kind of hold the souls within themselves too. Like, if Rain is, aside from being super hot, she's also, some people think she's kind of crazy, but that's because she has hundreds of other souls residing within her body too. Damn. But it also makes them pretty interesting and powerful in a way, because then you get multiple souls worth of knowledge in you, and even multiple souls worth of power, yeah. Um, So, this ended up with the... They ended up helping during the latest Black Crusade. They were very active on the front line, as you can see, like, by this. They're fighting side by side with the Imperium. Although, I think in circumstances like that, the Imperium has to, like, take extra care. Uh, These guys, as you can see, they're Solar Auxiliary. They're called the Solar Auxilia. So, they're more highly trained troops. Because, obviously, you don't want, like, your grunts fucking shooting at your new allies. So, they're like, okay, send them to fight next to our, our strongest smartest guys you know so they they help turn back the tide and kind of stabilize things when the 13th black crusade hit and they help bring gilliman back to life which is where all the memes of yvrain and gilliman banging come from oh god so that's where that came from uh no i'm not gonna fucking no don't don't i saw i saw yeah i saw another screen no (laughs) partner don't <laughs> so as you can oh, see God. by this like very pixelated uh, these two different interpretations of Eldar helping the humans out. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the little kid one. It's yeah, so funny, dude. The, like fucking like, It's just like a little kid crying and then two fucking Eldar mommies helping him. That's so funny. Like it 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 actually like when it comes to like um from my knowledge of like high fantasy the elves always help up the humans, but they do it in a passive aggressive way. Yeah, dude. I think there was uh, there's this famous there was this quote that I'm probably gonna butcher from one of the I think from the Codex where it's describing this huge battle of um, Imperial Guard and uh, the Eldar fighting together. The Eldar Farseer goes up to the Imperial Guard commander, and he's just like, order your men to cease fire on that ridge, as our, uh, was it, as our brothers and sisters will be coming from there. We will fight alongside you and and win this battle for you. But for all, God, for, uh, was it, for God's sake, make sure your troops stay downwind of us, because they think, because their senses are so heightened, so they think humans stink. <laughs> like something like that is basically like your troops stink. So make them downwind. We'll fight with you, but you fucking need to take a shower or some shit. They, no, no, no. It, it just comes to sense with it. Like, the, the fucking soldiers and the, the Imperium, like the, like, let's say, uh, let's say the, the uh, uh, Ultramarines. Do you, do you think they take a shower? Because, like, they have, like, two hearts or, like, four lungs or something. I'm just saying. I mean, like, my you're... Knowledge on, you're assuming that you smell good in the first place when, before they go in, because it's just like they probably covered in all kinds of like sacred oils or whatever. Yeah. All right. So 
we'll go on. So th this one I like about them is that um, they, it gives them like a glimpse of hope. Because mm -hmm. the Imperium, it's like they have an end. Because the Imperium, I'd argue, it has an end game, but there isn't really a hope for salvation. You know, like even like Bobby B is back, so it's gonna help slow down like whatever decay might come in right mm -hmm. even if they bring back his brothers i don't think it's gonna like it's not gonna unchaos the universe you know what i mean you know what i'm saying yeah. as it's not like it, it's not going to go away just like that yeah whereas with the eldar especially with this yunari thing the fact that their end goal is resurrecting a god that will literally kill the chaos god that's feasting on their souls that's a pretty good end game to get to honestly it's a pretty it's a pretty good deal like it if that was to ever happen i'm sure it'll never happen but like if it was to happen that's a big thing for them and it would make the eldar a much stronger faction than they currently are because mm -hmm. imagine they kill the god of pleasure they can start banging again dude they can get their their numbers up Man, like just thinking about like the god of pleasure. Like, why? It's like Jesus, like out of nowhere exists out of like the the, the, the frisky of an of an entire race. <laughs> Alright, so we'll we'll take a look at some of their units now. So look at this list. Alright, let me make it bigger for you. Take your pick. Which one do you want to look at, Luna? Let's go to the fire dragons, because they sound like I'm just joking, sorry. I didn't mean that. Oh god, don't make me Google that shit. No. So the fire yeah, dragons are oh, these guys. Lord. Okay, oh, uh, Lord. oh I forgot I should have explained it before going on to this. So I mentioned that like the Eldar have that kind of rigid society, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're like super like strict and militarized. Yeah. Not really militarized, like really strict with their stuff. Yeah. So they could like so they don't, you know, pull so that, you know, Sanesh will just, hey, pop in and destroy everything. Yeah. So they, they, they have these things called the paths. So you have the path of the warrior. So obviously if you want to become a soldier, you go down that path. There's the path of the mariner, which is if you want to be a ship's captain or a ship's crew. Uh, and, uh, the path of the mason, which is for the bone singers. So they have these like kind of strict paths that you go along and you work towards, and then so basically they have skill trees to like each job profession. Really, yeah, that's embedded in their society. Yeah, and then once you master it, you move on to another one, and then you eventually. That's how some of their leaders in Eldar society come about. In that they are Eldar who have gone through mastered multiple paths. So with the path of the Eldar, they have what they call the aspects. So, aspects are what you focus on even more when you're, like, a warrior. So the fire dragons... Masters. Yeah, exactly, dude. So the fire dragons are one, are one of those aspects. They're heavy weapons troopers that use kind of like the Eldar version of a Melta gun. Oh, God. Let me see what the specific name is. Fire... It is called a... What the fuck is that thing called? Yeah, fusion gun. 
capable of reducing an enemy to a cloud of superheated vapor in a second, or a battle tank into a pile of molten slag. So, That's so sad. basically their version of a Melta. Melta. So they specialize in that, and they train in that. And so if you need a vehicle or a building burnt up to a crisp, you call in the fire dragons, and they'll do it for you. For free. For free. <laughs> All right. Let me mark that. All right. So next, uh, next we'll do the guardians, because there's another thing with the aspect warriors I want to touch on there. <laughs> I that for my own flavor. <laughs> so, <laughs> so every warrior, uh, every Eldar in some aspect knows how to fight. So you have guardians, which are basically the basic troop of the Eldar. Are those the basic troops that you get in uh, yeah, they're they're basically militia, is the best way to describe it. They're they're basically some guy that you called up on his week on his weekend to like put on some armor and fight. They're they're like the f the basic troops. They're not the best. They oh, so but they're like your your they're basically space just like what the Imperium has. Yeah. But the conversely, the, the the version of guardians who go full time are called the Dire Avengers. Damn, so, cool. yeah, as you can see, they you you can tell because they've got a better hat, you know. So they specialize. In, yeah, so they specialize in like that kind of boots on the ground, tactical focus kind of warfare. They're they're not like if you want to pop a vehicle, you're not going to call it a guardian or whatever, but. If you um, want to like lay down suppressing fire, yeah, while someone else an enemy, then you call the dire avenger. Yeah, they're they're you could put them in certain situations and they'd be okay, but they're not going to be like the best that the Eldar has to offer. Although the dire avengers are still very good warriors in their own right, they shoot. It's literally called a shuriken cannon, a shuriken launcher. <laughs> When you're too ninja to live, when you need to focus on your ninja way. Yeah, you see, but while everyone else was getting laid, they were mastering the blade and the shuriken, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so they're, they're like the baseline troops, but they're still pretty good. Um, they're also usually what you would see as vehicle crew, or if they're manning like. Uh, artillery or something. It's usually going to be these guys. Now, this one on the right. <laughs> this is not... Okay, this is not the correct... Correct! This is not what they actually look like, but... I, I know, I can see that. So, Man. inside of each like, aspect for the uh, for the Eldar, they have what they call the Aspect Shrine, which is sort of, it's, how to describe it? Because each, oh, each Aspect has what they call a Phoenix Lord, and a Phoenix Lord. Okay. And their armor is usually stored in the, 
what they call the aspect shrine of a uh, of a certain Eldar aspect. And what happens with that is when an Eldar inhabits the armor of a Phoenix Lord, their soul becomes bonded with it, along with the souls of all the previous Eldar who have worn it. Oh, oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm, I know I'm gonna get shit for this. What? Uh, so basically, if you wear that, you become the av- space avatar. Sort of, honestly. And they, they themselves transform into what they call the Phoenix Lord, which was the first Eldar who mastered that aspect. Oh, I see. So, so basically Avatar. Yeah. Of the aspect. But it's basically like, let's say you're, you have, you have the Phoenix Lord, Asserman. This is what he actually looks like. The, this is, he's the aspect, he's the Phoenix Lord of the Dire Avengers. So as you can see, Lord. he has a massive hat. <laughs> Is that a flag attached to his fucking hat? Yes. Oh my god. So he's known for just peerless uh, tactical insight. Uh, he's a beast with... He's a, an amazing duelist. So you become him if you wear it. You take it on and you become... As, you, as time goes on, you, became, you become a sermon. You're... Jeez individuality is like gone um if you if you die in the armor yeah your soul kind of becomes one with it the interesting thing is even if a phoenix lord or whatever dies um in a place where the armor doesn't get like um what's the term doesn't get salvaged it will reappear or manifest back at the aspect shrine the barracks basically of that aspect that's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, I think we can do a full episode on the different aspect warriors, because uh, the the different Phoenix Lords, because it's interesting in that in the the Eldar lore, in their older lore, they had this thing called the the Rada Dandra, which was the end times for them. So it would involve the the Phoenix Lords rising up for their final battle before one by one dying. Or killing the enemy gods, I think is my understanding of it. Uh, so they're Insert very vermintide here. <laughs> so it's weird because it's like you've got this uh, this prophecy that involves both gods and the people themselves, like specific named people. Uh, yeah, we can do a full episode on the Phoenix Lords because they're super cool. Let's do that. Let's yeah. Let's do that Alright, so you pick the next one, Bay. Wraith Guard. Ooh, this is I like these. So, remember how I mentioned the uh, the spirit stones, right? So they put them in the infinity circuit. Mm-hmm. Now, in times of great emergency, sometimes they take those spirit stones and they put them into walk combat walkers. Oh god, just like the... That's, like what the, the, that's what the Wraith Guard are. Jesus Christ. So they're fully... They're like fully Wraith-boned constructs. Uh, these are the small ones. Smaller ones, the Wraith Guard. The Eldar have bigger ones. It's like the ones in the Imperium. 
Yeah, like they do have their own version of this is what is this? Elder Scrolls? No. <laughs> Elder Scrolls. It's just some of these words said like fucking they're, they're the same in like almost all like high maps and stuff. I mean Lord of the Rings. Ah yes. Yeah. So you have the Wraith Guard. So they're roughly the size of like a space marine. They're fully armored in Wraith Bone. They use heavier versions of they call them D cannons, which cannons. Dude, they're crazy. They shoot black holes. I want one. <laughs> they're cool. Um, the step up from them is the Wraith Lord. They're pretty much the size of a they're on par with like the dreadnoughts of the Imperium. The dreadnoughts. So for sizing scale. That's how big wow. they are compared to regular humans. He's also powered by uh um, fucking great uh, soul stones. Of course, he's got a giant energy sword. Of course, he does. And then there's a wraith knight, which is the same That's size right. as like imperial knights. So this is for scale, how big Jesus. they are. This is this one. I think it's like a little bit different in that there's also a living pilot that's also bonded to it, along with the soul stones. Man, I want the energy sword just for shits and giggles. <laughs> so, I've yeah. mastered the blade. Well, you were having sex in high school. I mastered the blade. Mastered the blade. My focus is sharper than my katana. <laughs> Not even. It's like the aspect. The aspect of the time. <laughs> yeah. So the they're usually only used for um for really yeah. Well, there's one craft world, I think it's called Eandon, where in their lore they had a really bad chaos attack, so they had a really bad attack in the past, so they normally use Wraithguard in battle. Whereas with the others, it's kind of like last ditch. Yeah, they see it as basically on bordering necromancy, is how most Eldar see the Wraithguard. Which is kind of mean, because for the Wraith Guard themselves, they just think it's a dream. Like, how it's described when you get you get put in those, they just see it as like, oh, I'm having a dream where I get to fight some enemies. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's so sad. Yeah, dude. Alright. Next. I'm gonna... Oh, my favorite is... Uh, these guys. Warp Spiders. What? Oh, so oh, I'm just looking at this and just the name of like, oh, they have like multiple arms and they teleport. Yeah, so one of the things I find cool about the warp spiders is compared to the, they're they're one of the few Eldar, I, I mean, they're pretty reckless, I guess is a good way to describe it. Because you know how port, like uh, teleportation in 40k, how it works is basically you travel through the warp, right? So these Eldar use their technology to travel through the warp in order to teleport behind enemies and like ambush them or whatever i think though that eldar teleportation is better than imperium teleportation because imperium teleportation can be finicky in that like sometimes you go in you teleport with 10 guys you you reappear on the other side with uh nine guys teleport reappear one guy has fused with the with a wall and you gotta put him down and one guy is like missing an arm or something because 
because it's finicky. With I don't think the warp spiders have that problem, which speaks to how advanced their teleporter is. But the fact that these Eldar whose souls are always you know being being feasted on by Slanesh, like Slanesh is always looking for them. The fact that they jump into the warp mm-hmm. seems for me that seems like such a big fuck you to Slanesh. Um, so they're meant for ambushes. So they got the the wrist blades. And they have these little extra arms. Those things shoot... Uh, what are they called? Mono... Fuck, what are they called? It's not mono something. Monofilament wire or whatever? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let me double check. Let me double check myself. That sounds like uh, something... That sounds like piano wire in every uh, assassin type game. <laughs> no, no, no. Why are there two fucking... There's two different wiki fucking pages for warp spiders. It's so stupid. Um, I wonder why. Death Spinner Pala, that's what it's called. Oh, I was half right. So it it fires a monofilament wire mm-hmm. that at, is can cut you onto... It, it, it can cut you on a molecular, molecular level. So it shoots it and it shreds people, basically. I think that... Oh my god. Yeah, I think it kind of works like a shotgun, in a way. Like, relatively, like, close range, but, like, it spreads out, it shoots you, the wires wrap into you and, like, chop you into bits, or, like, worse. So they're... They're painful. They're fucking... But they're great. Like, just zooming around the battlefield teleporting. I like... I I love the way they do things. Alright, you pick next one, bro. Let's go with... Shadow Spectres. Oh, no, no, sorry. That's not there. I forgot to take that out. They're, they're like, oh. an aspect that is kind of new, but they haven't been fully fleshed out. They're, oh, okay. I, I think the best way to describe them is they've, they have heavy weapons, but they got j- have jetpacks. But Okay, that's, for old time's sake, let's go with <clears throat> the Rangers. Because it reminded me of Wind Ranger from Dota. I mean, you're not wrong. Because they do oh. like jungles. Lol. Lol. Wind so, Ranger. So Rangers are the, the scouts of the Eldar. Hmm? Don't they have that in the game? I think they do, yeah. They're like the, the stealth units of the Eldar. There's... No, I think, that, I think they're the first units you have in Dawn of War. Yeah. When you play as the Eldar. They're, they're scouts and um, snipers. Their whole thing is they uh, harass and try to assassinate commanders. They look for enemy forces that then the Eldar can then like get into the perfect position to strike them. They they're also like I don't want to say emo, but like emo. They're they're kind of outsiders. They're very they're very loner-ish, very isolationist compared to others like a lot of the other Eldar. They kind of leave the craft world for months at a time and then come back with info or something. But it's interesting because they're they're known to fraternize with humans, uh, even becoming mercenaries sometimes. Quite quite cool. And then so that's Rangers. I put warlocks here twice. I'm an idiot. Since I put it twice, I fucking look at them. It's fine. So warlocks are 
Psyker. Uh, as as you'll notice, like they don't have a lot of psychers, despite having the, you know, the highest amount you know. of psychic. Energy. So yeah. So what they're doing, what they try to do with that melam is they try to limit who practices the psychic stuff because it's mm-hmm. dangerous. So the warlocks are one of those. Um. So they learn the ways of the warp. They learn all these different spells and shit. Mm-hmm. And so basically, you're a warlock, but with psychic powers. Yeah, and they usually serve as like the personal bodyguards of the farseer. So they're known as an oh. elite squad. They're usually I mean, okay. Okay. I think they've also usually mastered several paths and have mastered one or two of the different. Uh, warrior aspects in order to become a warlock. So if you're fighting against them, you're you're fucking screwed, bud. You're you're more than screwed. You're Sorry. Like automatically deleted. Sorry, what were you gonna say, babe? Nothing, nothing. I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> All right, you pick. All right, let's go for swooping. Oh, what's that one? Howling banshees. Oh, these guys are cool. Well, these girls. They're God. they're one of the melee specialists that the Eldar have. They're usually all women. So, close quarters, power swords, shuriken pistols. And their, their special thing is they have this helmet that emits like a sonic screech in combat. God. So it debilitates their enemy it or all the way from breaking morale to debilitating or confusing the enemy oh god like it's not uh they're they're your melee unit for the eldar and i think so in in dawn of war yeah that's why they break their morale so fast and that's why but like even if you play like i I noticed even uh, when you when you deplete uh, a unit's uh, opponent's morale for a unit. If I noticed, if they're orcs, they're still there because they're so fucking dumb. Yeah, dude, the fucking orcs love fighting it, so. There's no. You can't do it. Who cares about your morale? They're orcs. Diba. So. Even with more of my mood, it's annoying. Anyway, go on. Uh, I just gotta mention because she looks so cool. The. The Phoenix Lord of the. The Howling oh, Banshees. Yeah, is so dope looking. Her name Holy is shit. Jane Czar. So she has this giant spear in one hand and this like three bladed glaive in the other. And as, of course, as you can see, she has a giant helmet. <laughs> it's the Eldar, even the Dark Eldar. Yeah, they're just like the more just fucking helmets. This oh, is her a- nice This is her actual armor. Wait. It's so good, dude. That's so, so cool, cool. Like, I'm not an Eldar fan, but I will admit that is one of the coolest models that that you have in 40k. I'll be honest, I'd, I'd buy the models. Just like how my collection of Nendroids exists in my room. <laughs> I think the first thing I'm going to get, if ever, I'll just get like a model of Shanesh just for the giggles. Oh, dude, that's expensive. <laughs> Oh, uh, dude, this is like expensive. The... I have a girlfriend. Ah, uh, so bad, right? Dude, this is like so cute. I saw this Kanina. I just want to show it again. Fucking Jane Czar and Asurman just sitting down and having tea. 
<laughs> I hate that sounds so conflicting to me in my brain. Diba? After no knowing stuff about them, that's so conflicting to me. If I see them together, it's probably spitting an orchid. An orc an orc in half. Diba? Or yeah. like going in and like stabbing like one of the necrons in the face. Yeah. The howling banshees are usually who you call in to to break people up. Like, let's say you've already taken out their vehicles uh, and they've hunkered down or whatever and, you know, you've your rangers have picked off their commanders. You send in the Howling Banshees to, like, kill a bunch of them, break their morale, so they either, like, you know, surrender. kill them all, surrender, or they, you know, scatter and retreat. Mm-hmm. They're fucking dope, dude. They're so good. They're like your, your instant shock. Oh, dude, this picture has, like, a real good illustration of what the Wraithbone looks like, as you can see. Damn, that's so cool. Like, as bad as Dawn of War 3 was, the fucking... Some of the art they made for the game is so nice. nice. Yeah, but... That's so uh, Sorry, that's not Dawn of War 3. Dawn of War 3 doesn't exist. Uh, In the community, it doesn't exist. Why doesn't it exist? Because it's just that bad. Imagine Dota mixed with fucking uh, I don't know, like the hero skills were the hero skills were out of whack. Like, like at one point you could have a force commander doing backflips and Terminator armor. That's kind of broken. Yeah, that uh, 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 physically impossible too. Ooh, I like these guys, the striking scorpions. So they're they sound like they do martial arts. <laughs> they're kind of the. Um, the the male equivalent of the Howling Banshees in a way, except whereas the Howling Banshees, you know, they have the howl to break them up and like demoralize them. The Striking Scorpions, their thing is their ambush, guys. They hide in the shadows, they wait, and then they charge in with chainswords, which are not very sneaky weapons. Uh, I think, I think they want you to know they're there. Yeah. And then they have, as you notice, the things on the side of their uh, their helmet. They're called Manda yeah. Blasters, if I'm not mistaken. So they're smaller, like, blasters fitted to their helmet. Like oh, the... my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And they are also interesting in that they... Let me find the name of the guy. Please tell me his name after a scorpion. Karandras. Karandras, the shadow hunter. Oh god, that sounds so terrifying because the Karandras is after you now. The cool thing about him, though, is he's the only Phoenix Lord that is known to be completely lost and has pretty much become uh, chaos. He He's become Drakari. Oh god, he's been... A Phoenix Lord of the Game of Kakari. Oh yeah, God, so that's so bad. I don't want to go too far into it because, like, we'll cover it in the uh, the that. the Dark Eldar. But the Striking Scorpions, their like Drakari cousins, are called Incubi, who are the top of the food chain when it comes to in- uh, Dark Eldar warriors. Like, fucking badass looking though. And that's why I like the Eldar. Ah, uh, our uh, it's our epile, 
Ara slash Karandras. It, it gets confusing. <laughs> and then we've got the Dark Reapers. Now these guys are also heavy weapons troopers. Oh lord, is that a plasma gun? No, it's a... What did they use? It's not a deep cannon. It's a... It looks like a railgun slash plasma cannon. What are they called? Dark Reaver. Reapers. It's called a... Let me double check it. Uh, it's called a Reaper Launcher. It's a long-barreled missile launcher. Oh my god. That creates a, a salvo of... Fires a, a salvo of small missiles with a single salvo. So... What the hell? So basically, you shoot the missile. It shoots more missiles. Mm -hmm. And then there's a big missile. There's, I mean, the big, the big missile shoots out smaller missiles. Yeah, dude. Their, their guy, what's his Phoenix Lord? Is called Malgan Ra. Okay, this is what he actually looks like. This is the... Uh, the fan service one. The fan service version. Uh, his name is Malgan why Ra. He, why, why does Malgan Ra look like the Punisher? That's, that's, that's my thing right now. Dude, honestly, he's like one of the few edgy Eldar, and I like it. <laughs> Uh, he's known as the Harvester of Souls. Oh god, so badass, very edgy. If I remember correctly, his backstory is he was... He is the sole surviving member of this one craft world called Altansar. That when Slanesh was born, the psychic shockwaves like rocked the ship. So it was kind of crippled, so it spent hundreds of years... Uh, escaping the final blast wave while being under attack from demons the entire time. And he was oh the God. only survivor that fought through all of it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there he... like That's like alien, alien isolation, but 100%. Yeah, dude. You, he's, he, even the craft world didn't survive. He's the only thing that survived from it. You don't fuck with fucking Malgan Ra, dude. Yeah, I don't think I'd fuck with him, man. <laughs> And then finally, um, you've got the swooping hawks. Oh, they fly. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they fly. Yep. Yeah, well, I was right. Yeah, they they they're in, they they swoop around the battlefield. They shoot at people. They provide covering fire. One of the things they do is they sort of act kind of like bombers in that they have this like belt of grenades that they fucking. <laughs> Discharge while flying over people. It's interesting. I can imagine just fighting what? Oi! What's that one weird bird doing? And then this thing, they just fucking blow up. It's blow up. You wake up in the. You wake up in the. Dead. They're fuck. They're pretty damn good. I. I um. I, I kind of glossed over a couple of other things because it's just like they have an aspect for pilots of this certain ship. They have an aspect of oh pilots god, for this other like, ship. Oh my god, that's so much. Yeah, but honestly, because it was weird because like I was reading the specs of the two fighters and I'm like, they're very similar. I'm like, why can't this just be the same aspect, you know? Um, oh shoot, I forgot to include it, but I'll, I'll pull it up now. One of the interesting things with the Eldar is how their ships work. Mm -hmm. So, um, what do you call that? 
So the Necrons have their like fancy pants, uh, old technology for yeah, their ships. Weird stuff. You have, I think it's the uh, the oh, Chaos Imperium uh, orcs. They um, they use warp technology, stuff like that. Uh, the orcs sometimes don't even bother with the the Geller fields that keep the demons out, so they can fight on the way to a fight. Uh, <laughs> That's what I like. The Tau is, from what I remember, they don't go full warp because they're not like a non-psychic race. So they kind of use this, their, it's like a warp skimming technology where basically they kind of skim th through the warp, it, using it to like slingshot themselves from system to system. The Eldar use solar sails. So... The thing with the Eldar, right? As you can see. So, the, but they have the webway, so they can travel instantly to like a lot of other places. Granted, um, some of those places, some parts of the webway have like broken down, or the the charts or the ways to get into them have been lost. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they don't really need to travel from system to system. They'll just fucking use a webway to teleport. So when they're in system, they just use solar sails, like as you can see here. And they're known wow. for being super maneuverable. They have a very low energy signature. Oh, wow. That's very impressive. So it's it's, cool. it's not uncommon that like you all of a sudden just come upon an entire goddamn Eldar battleship because you've got some energy readings, but it wasn't like a full, I know, it wasn't a full, uh, like you, you saw the energy readings, you're like, oh, there might be like a tiny ship there, and the next thing you know, there's a fucking Eldar battleship blasting and your you're ass. About to get, you're about to get killed so fast. Yeah. They also don't use like energy, they don't use energy shields, like a lot of the Imperium, like the Imperium or Chaos or Orcs or whatever, they have like a gravity shield, so it kind of deflects stuff away from them if it shoots. But the converse side effect of that is that like you can't, they can't use their gravity shields while doing like hard maneuvers that these solar sails allow them to do. But they're still neat. They've got this very organic look to them, and you can tell they're not meant for. Uh, for fighting the way the Imperium fights, because all their weapons are facing front. The, but the Imperium's all about, like, broadsides. Yeah, so very hit-and-run. Yeah, it's very on-brand for them. So, yeah. Uh, even their grav tanks also look like that. Uh, they, they have, like, they're, they barely use any vehicles, because, once again, like, webway... Do you really need to? They they don't really have to to bring too much, so they have the wraith guards, the wraith knights. They've got uh, some skimmers that can fly around like these guys, and their heaviest is literally just this thing called the fire prism. It's their heaviest vehicle, and it's still a grav tank that's very light Jesus. by imperial. Yeah, by Imperial standards, it's incredibly light. It looks like it's straight up the gun, but I'm not complaining. 
yeah. So, I think that's about, I think I've covered most of it. Um, I guess. Because, I mean, we c delving into the, the fire, the Phoenix Lords is a whole thing into itself. Uh, I could... There's a couple... I guess we can go through, like, some... A couple of major characters they have. Uh, we've mentioned Yvrain. They also have... Eldred. Eldred Ulthran of... Uh, of... What's it called? Ulthway. That's the name of his fucking thing. So he's the farseer and leader of Ulf, the craft world Ulthway. He's one of the most prolific, I'd say, Eldar in the lore because he's always popping up in places and like either starting fights or ending fights or helping the Imperium and things like that. He's a potent psyker. He sees the... the... the fucking... Like he's future. the future, so he's always trying to do things. Uh, yeah, in one of the books, he's. I why have. Does he, why does this picture that's like on here? It looks like a guy. I mean, cause I mean, he's a pointy-eared fuck. What do you expect? Yeah, <laughs> it's like saying like it's like saying like all for for a western. It's like all people <laughs> yeah. And then, like born from the <laughs> the, th the thing with the elves cause is they don't have like like the Horus Heresy with all the Primarchs it's super like it's a very twisty turny kind of story to tell even with like the modern Imperium how it came to be there's a lot that you have to like unpack to get there whereas with the Eldar because of how they were written for the longest time it was just the story of survival and trying to make do with what they got and trying to stop whatever vision they see from coming to pass, you know? So I really like the addition of the Yanari because it's, it's a very good shake-up to their lore, even if their models have not been updated since Bill Clinton was president. That sounds so sad. Their model, like even looking at like the stuff they showed me and the stuff I see myself, they still look nice. Yeah, like if it's well done, like if they're well painted, uh, yeah, I think it's the Eldar Ga Guardians who are just super old. Like these guys have not been. Oh God, yeah, look at that face. Like that, that's not a face that would have been that's that's sculpted from modern materials. No. no. Like really no. Yeah, dude. Like they're fucking old. Very old. Yeah. So what do you think of the Eldar? Well, personally, because I'm like I'm a I'm a biased person. <laughs> In any RPG, I'm always the Eldar. Mmm. Like in all, in any if I had to choose races, like even in Skyrim or even in Elder Scrolls, I'm fucking that. Because like I like the stats. One is for me the stats. <laughs> Or the availability of weapons and perks that comes to being an elf, but but in the end, uh, like with Warhammer itself, I prefer the elf, not even the dark elf, the elf, because like they're they're easy. It, 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 what I'm talking, I'm talking like I'm saying this in like your game sense, like 
I find it easier to work with the elder because they need an equal amount of materials. Mm. Compared, but unlike the necrons, it's kind of easy because you just have to build like you know generators to build <laughs> and stuff. That's about it. But personally, I just like the elders. I do. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the way that they were written in some of the older stuff, where, mm -hmm. like, they're this dying race, but like you, you read a, uh, you read a certain like a space marine novel or something, and the guy they're just mowing down hundreds of thousands, like thousands of Eldar in one in each battle, and I'm just like, that's not really how the Eldar would fight, like, and it, it's it, their newer stuff has fleshed out better. And Yun Yang, with the Yunari and the the whole thing that got expanded on that. Mm -hmm. Because before I just saw them as like, okay, they're like, oh elves. yeah, elves, 60 chess, I know more than you, human, but I won't explain anything. It's part of my plan, you're too stupid to understand it, human, blah blah blah. Whereas now they have other kinds of goals and end games to work for, you know? Mm -hmm. What I find more interesting about the Eldar itself, unlike um, unlike like most RPGs, like because like it's always a staple in RPGs, like either tabletop or video games or even like 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 books and in media, they always like oh, the Dark Elves are bad, but the 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 reasons because they're in most of the reason reasoning for them being bad because they're into necromancy, or they just do devil. Uh, in the dark arts. Yeah. What I like, what I like about <laughs> what I like about fucking Orky games, like no, is they don't practice dark arts. They They're are horny. <laughs> they are the dark arts. <laughs> right. Fucking masochists. The Eldar, the regular Eldar, kind of. They're literally the like. The they're literally like. I am fucking. I mastered the blade while you were fucking getting being horny. <laughs> it's like I have while you were while you were <laughs> while you were worshiping Shadesh, I mastered the aspect of cutting Oh god. The Exodites are such a weird thing for me, honestly. Like to, like fucking forest elves in the land of spaceships, but. Uh, they do make some sense in the lore. And I do find it like an interesting... I don't know about the current stuff, but I do know that in some of the older stuff, even the Drakari would jump in to help out the... 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 the Exodites, you know? If somebody's planet is like under attack from a... Uh, from a demon or orc invasion or something, like they'd still come in to help. But it would be like... It would, it would be like a moment where you just imagine an Eldar, a regular Eldar in an Exodite holding the line, and then all of a sudden a bunch of fucking Drakari swoop in from nowhere, and then God. and then you just you just watch them doing terrible things to the orcs, and you're just like, I know we're winning, but I wish we weren't. <laughs> it's like, I know we're winning now because of these guys, but man, I don't want them on my team. <laughs> Alright, so I think that's it. Um, so next episode, we'll finish up the Space Marines. And what do you think is a good episode 
after that? Like, what do you want to do after that? What do you want to look into? I actually want to look into I want to, just because, okay, for me, I want to look into the new one, the one you mentioned, Tyranids, because there's alien bugs. It sounds so fun. It's like, it's like watching, uh, what's called that? What's that movie you watched? Starship Troopers? Yeah, Starship, like Starship Troopers. We could do that. I... They, they do have some interesting nuance to them, I guess, that we could look into. Because the thing, interesting thing about the Eldar is that... Uh, sorry, the Tyranids is... They had two different races that they kind of folded in together to create the Tyranids. And I found that pretty neat. Alright, so... Thanks for coming by, Jonas. And chatting. Always here. And uh, thanks for coming by, everyone. We'll see you next time.